Welcome to the Sober Biz Babe podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Robichaux, certified entrepreneurial business coach with a background in media production and graphic design. I'm absolutely obsessed with helping sober entrepreneurs make their dream biz a reality, and I'll be sharing my best tips and tricks as well as inspiring interviews right here every week. If this is exactly what you need, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. Let's get to it. Honey, thank you so, so much um, for coming here and sharing your voice and your journey of entrepreneurship and sobriety with the Sober Biz Babe community. I'm really excited to meet you today and I want to hear all about what you're doing. So do you want to just start with a quick introduction of who you are and what you do? Well, thank you, Queen Brooke, for having me here. I am Connie McMillan. I'm also known as the Sobriety Queen. Connie, I used to say... Connie, the former alcohol fiends and sobriety queen, uh, but I am a sobriety queen. Um, I am a podcaster. I am a coach, an author, a speaker. I am a teacher. I am a daughter, just to name a few. I'm a fur mom. <laughs> yeah, I've got my little fur baby, Chancy Poo. Uh, and I am just a survivor of alcohol abuse, use, and dependency. And I shouldn't say just because I teach my students never to use that word, so forgive me. I am a survivor of alcohol abuse, use, and dependency. I am eight years sober, and I am just living my best life sober. And I'm just so grateful that God has chosen me as a vessel uh, to be able to do that. And I am a strong believer that, you know, when you are chosen you know you show up you bring people along with you to show them what's possible and that's just what I'm doing I'm here as a servant doing my part and happy to do so oh my gosh I love that so much and the way you just talked about your sobriety is so empowering you're a survivor you're a thriver um I absolutely love that I love your energy I am so happy we have connected I want to hear a bit about this journey of your sobriety. Oh, there's the fur baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got to pick him up because if not, we're going to hear a whole different tune. That's not the tune you want to hear. <laughs> I live it two for the price of one. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Okay, tell me about this sobriety journey. What led you to sobriety? And then how did that turn into this entrepreneurship journey for you? I know, like you kind of touched on it a bit you know, changing your life and stopping something like drinking and creating these new dynamics in our lives can be so empowering and lead people to want to really find purpose and give back and help other people not have to struggle like that. And I think there's a lot of people that are listening that are going to relate to that. So I'd love to hear how you came to this place. Sure. Thank you. Uh, so for me, it was seeing my family deteriorate, right? Seeing how alcohol was still in the lives of so many of my relatives, my mother being the most important person in my life. Uh, she too, you know, drank and abused alcohol. She was the best mom, you know, um, but that is where I saw alcohol mostly in my home. A lot of times there was um, celebratory events, even though you can't really celebrate with alcohol because it starts out as a party, it ends up as a funeral. Uh, so every occasion there was alcohol presented at our home, outside of our home. And so that was my first example. Um, out of all the relatives that passed away, my mother's death, of course, was the most impactful. Um, I knew that I had a problem. I married a man that um, also 
at the time I didn't realize had a problem. And I say that, and let me be clear about that because I'm not into bashing anybody. Um, I, I feel like you attract who you are. So I had a brokenness inside of me. So I attracted him. And so I lived my life, you know, it was a double life. You know, I lived the outside. I had, you know, degrees. I went to college twice. I have two degrees. I have um, my certification now in recovery, but then I just lived my life like I was just the bomb.com. And that's what alcohol told me I was, which was a lie. You know, you don't find that out so later, but um, years and years and years of lies. And I knew that, you know, first of all, my life was destined for purpose, but I was just caught in between, you know, this, this double life and I didn't know how to break free. So when my mom passed away, that really was the opening for me. It was the time for me to you know, say kind of, you can live your life this way, continuing to lie. And, you know, I don't have any children of my own human form, but I have a lot of little cousins, a lot of uh, people that look up to me. And I said, you know, do you want to repeat the pattern? Do you want to mm -hmm. continue to allow them to see what you saw? You know, I saw alcohol as, again, a celebratory thing. And, you know, and I mimicked that. But I didn't want my cousins to have to go through that. So I chose to be the quote unquote guinea pig. Um, and I didn't care. And so that's what led to me doing that. Uh, it was, it was difficult. I'm not going to sit here and say that it was easy. Um, you know, my sobriety started back in 2014. My mom passed away January 16, 2014. So that is my sober date. Um, you know, it was me coming outside of my comfort zone. And I mean that in the sense of, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. So, um, Brooklyn in the house, um, <laughs> I had to say that, right? <laughs> uh, and so I moved to East Orange, New Jersey, <laughs> didn't know anybody, didn't even want to move there, but you know, God is, he's very unique. And so how I got there was when I was little, I remember visiting my aunt's house and she had a sunken living room and I was like... I'm going to have an apartment just like this. I was kind of bougie then. I guess I was, yeah, I was kind of bougie then. And so uh, she was my favorite art. And I loved all my art. So let me say that. They might hear this one day. I loved all my art. But she, <laughs> she, just, she just had this, this aura about her. And so I said that, I mean, I'm probably just like nine or 10. And, you know, God pays attention to what we say. And mm. so I looked on Craigslist, you know, when it was safe to, look on Craigslist. I don't think it's too safe to look on Craigslist nowadays, but back then, uh, I moved there in 2012. I didn't get sober until 2014, but uh, he allowed me to see this apartment. In particular, it had a sunken living room. No, and I was not going to move to Jersey, but he was like, I'm going to put a little sunken living room in there for her. And so, yeah, that's what really made me take the apartment. Uh, and there is where my journey started. And it has been incredibly blessed, happy. Um, you know, I don't want to jump ahead. So I'm, I'm going to stop right there because I don't want to jump ahead. <laughs> So you have other questions and you'll be like, Girl! <laughs> oh gosh, no, I love that so much. There's so many things you said that just really spoke to me. Um, and one of them was when you talked about you were broken and you were attracting brokenness, right? Yes. And I think that is so huge. And I think that is part of the most beautiful journey in sobriety is that we get to heal those broken parts. We get to see them because we're not covering them up with alcohol. 
and uh, and then we start attracting healed and light into our life and it's so beautiful and you talked about also how god hears you god's listening to what you are saying and what you're putting out there and i think those are really like huge huge things that i want to make sure that my audience heard because it's like that's magic tell me okay so we got sober you're starting this new life you're feeling really blessed what made you want to start a business helping other people so let's jump there. So the interesting part with that was when I, I can tell you exactly what happened from moment to moment. So I was a bartender. Yeah, I was like, I had a nine to five and I was just like, and I had just left my ex-husband. And so I was kind of feeling myself, you know, alcohol was really talking to me. They're like, girl, you don't need him. You're single. You know, you were tired of that for 11 years and you're single girl. And I'm like, yes. And so I became a bartender. Yeah, I got high off my own supply. No thing. So <laughs> that was not a good idea. So after living that way for a while, my mother passes away and um, I'm in my house Um, well actually she hadn't passed away yet but I was in my house or maybe she had but anyway I was in my house and I'll never forget it Uh, I was feeling like you know I needed a drink and I had been praying I always had a relationship with the Lord so I mean I would pray I would talk to God but you know you go through those mindset things and you're like oh God is so tired of hearing from me he's like (laughs) And she goes again, you know, those prayers that, you know, when you're, you got a hangover and you're like, oh Lord, I'll never do that again. And then the next time you're like, well, I, you know, I was, I meant it, but you know, I'm just not going to drink as much, you know, they get all these lies and, you know, well, that's me. That was, that's what I'm talking about me. That's <laughs> very relatable. <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember buying my drink of choice which was Long Island iced tea. I always say I was not the girl who needed the light or the dark. I had to have both. Um, And so I remember taking a drink this one night. We used to keep our glasses inside the freezer when I worked at the bar. And so I was mimicking that. And I was taking my glass out of the freezer and pouring, you know, my, my Long Island iced tea into the glass. And I remember taking a sip and choking. And I'm like, oh, I must have went down. I must have drank too fast or something. I'm just telling myself all these different things. And, you know, I begin to breathe a moment. Um, and I did, I drank again and took another sip and the exact same thing happened. And I remember dropping the glass and crying out saying, oh my God, God, you heard me, you heard me. Uh, because my thought was, you know, when I asked God to help me was like, he was going to do some musician you know, after he was going to be like, damn, you're not going to drink anymore. It's like, yeah, he doesn't operate like that. So, but he also knew that I could not, um, sorry, I could not control my drinking. He knew that. And so I was just grateful he did it that way. So my mind was like, okay, that was definitely him. And I'm definitely not going for a third try. So I just, I cried. But at that time, I, again, I got fired from the bar because, well, that's a whole different story. But anyway, I got fired from the bar and, you know, I still wanted to be able to be an entrepreneur. Even though I had, you know, my own nine to five, I liked independence. And so I started a business at the time. It was called Cocktails with Chocolate. And I used to do weddings and, and um, you know, baby showers, all sorts of events. And God clearly said, take the alcohol out of your service. And I was mm. like... I was like, now hold up, Lord. (laughs) 
you ain't talking to me. Like, no, no, no. I know I said I was going to stop drinking. Well, I'm here. I'm really going to stop drinking. He was like, take the alcohol out of your service and I will take you places you've never gone. And I'm like, okay. I, I don't know how that's going to happen. Now, this is like 2014. And so I did it. I remember sharing with my sister, like, you know, God is going to bless me. And, you know, I'm going to change my whole business. I'm not going to have alcohol. I was excited. And she looked at me and said, girl, please, you crazy. Ain't nobody going to hire you for juice. I'll <laughs> get it. And I literally revamped my business, rebranded. And the borough president of Brooklyn came out to my event. News 12 was there. It was incredible. So we got a lot of airway. I mean, I had more bookings that I could even think about. I had contracts with schools. It was mind blowing. So that is where my entrepreneurial dream or desire or action came in from. And then I would go out to events, doing networking events, and people would ask about the story and, you know, how, what's the story behind your brand? You always have a story. And I remember sharing that. And this one young lady, we're friends to this day. Um, she's like, you need to write a book. And I was hmm. like, what? What? I don't have a story like that. And so, you know, you, you literally shrink and you, you talk yourself out of the blessings that God is telling you to move forward in. And, and so the book came about and then coaching came about. And before you know it, and then t-shirts, I, I don't really advertise it as much as I should, but <laughs> the t-shirts came about and it just took off. It just took off. Oh, that's, that's where it came from. I love that so much. What a journey. And I love how you really listen to that divine inspiration and it leads you like we, I find as an entrepreneur, especially it's so hard when we get that calling from God, from creator, whoever you believe in, whatever's helping you stay sober today, when you get that calling, it's so hard to take that leap of faith sometimes, you know, and just like jump (laughs) in blind. But I love that you're sharing this story because it's just proof that the blessing is there. And like, take the action listen to those divine inspirations queen connie is proof right here today <laughs> i am and so are you look at you oh my god look at you you're talking and you are as well oh thank you i love you so much i'm just like absolutely adore you oh, um <laughs> thank you thank you for bringing this energy here today i our podcast is really about helping new entrepreneurs in recovery that are looking for something more in life. They're really trying to find their purpose and they want to give back and they want to serve and they want to follow God's calling. What is some advice you would have for someone who is just getting sober and trying to figure out like, what, what are they here for? What are they meant for? Well, we all have a purpose. I think a lot of times I remember working in my nine five and this young lady said to me, well, you know, I don't know what my purpose is. And I said, well, you could be looking at it wrong, right? A lot of times we think that our purpose is tied up in happiness and joy and, you know, flowers and sunshine. And that doesn't necessarily mean that that's the case. It could be hidden in pain. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was about breaking the generational curse. You know, what is it? What is it that you do well? You could ask yourself that question. Absolutely. What is it that you hate? It could be tied up in that too. Like, what is it that you are tied up? Like, you know, maybe you are the queen that has been in bad relationships over and over and over. And you've taken this stance and you said, no more. I'm not going to let another woman go through, you know, the blinded love. And, you know, you have to be able to look at that and stop 
look at everybody else on social media, right? Because don't compare yourself either. And don't even think like, well, she does that. How can I do it? Listen, there are a lot of sober coaches, authors, speakers, podcasters. Everybody does things differently. So find out again, either that thing that you cannot stand, you are tired of, and you want to just destroy it, right? Because it's got to be something that you are truly meant to do, that you will do it regardless of how you're judged, regardless of what people say, regardless of the support, right? You will do it. You will get up out of bed for it. So it can't be something for money, motivating, you know, money can't be your motivation. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're doing it genuinely, this is what you know that you want to do no matter what, uh, money will come. That that that's That's a byproduct, like that's going to come. But I would definitely say, you know, you can ask yourself simple questions. Again, you know, what, what do I not like? Um, what am I most happy? What is it that people say I do naturally, right? Mm-hmm. I remember people saying to me, like, you are such a great encourager. And I would be like, girl, stop. <laughs> you know, we we put off our own lessons, like stuff that people are telling you that you do so well, you're kind of shunning it. And that shouldn't, it's disrespectful to be, quite honest to your gift. So just sit back, write out some things that, you know, that you know of, or maybe you don't know, then, hey, talk to your closest, your five closest friends and ask them questions, you know, do a survey. (laughs) You'll find the answer, I promise you, you will. And uh, yeah, that would definitely be my suggestion. Um, You know, also now, because you said now you want to turn into a business. So don't be unafraid. I remember, I got stories for days, let me tell you that. (laughs) I remember when I first started, right? So I remember, oh gosh, I had a digital product. It was like a book, I believe. And I was selling it for $5. Five dollars, hear me, everybody in the back, hear me. And I remember someone who wasn't even in the sobriety community on my page making a, you know, a negative comment. She said something like, you know, how could you do that? And people have suffered with alcohol abuse for so long and you're selling? Oh, first of all, as sweet as I am, <laughs> I'm not the one to come for. I <laughs> so I said... Uh, I think someone else has spoke up for me, like another, because, you know, we, we queens, we stick up for each other, but I was like, thank you, but I got this. Uh, number one, do you, you want to calculate all the alcohol that we have all spent? And it wasn't on nips, it was on cases, it was on bottles. And for me to add value in a $5 product, <laughs> you're my client, right? I, I know I'm underselling myself, but I know there's a strategy to this. So I'm saying that to say, you're going to have people that are going to talk. Pay attention to your audience. Sometimes it doesn't require a response, right? Um, But be unafraid to add value. Always add value. Don't, you know, create a product because you're like, I got a phone bill, I got to pay. Don't do that, right? (laughs) Add value. Make sure that you're giving more than you are receiving and you'll get more later, if that makes sense. Oh, I love that so, so much. And that is such a stigma in the recovery community and the sober community. Like, you know, you don't want to charge for recovery. You want it to be freely given. You want anyone to have access to it. But there's a big thing that kind of changed my mind about this. Cause I was one of those people when I first started out, like I got recovery for free. There was no way I was going to charge anybody for it. Like take all my time, take all my energy, whatever, whatever. Like, I just want to help you. I, I did my homework, honey. You still got some stuff you understand. Like, well, what's <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. I am looking into, yeah, we're doing, we're doing a whole thing on my end, but <laughs> I'm, I'm literally just working on my money mindset right now. As we speak, I'm like two days. Into work. That's so interesting. You said that because it is a money mindset shift. You yes. have to. And this is what I'll say too. This is for you as well as the audience. You can't ask for a price from somebody that you haven't invested in yourself. Absolutely to understand that. So I've invested $3,000 in my education. And I don't mean like, you know, um, my college education. I mean my business education, right? So my mentors and my coaches. Um, but have I charged $3,000 for my coaching from? No, I haven't because that's my money mindset, right? I don't feel, and I could without, without doubt, but I don't feel comfortable doing that, right? Yeah. But I do charge half that price. So um, I have no problem with saying that. So, and I know my worth, you're going to have to get to that point. So let's use the example for you or anyone else who's listening. Let's just say you have a product and you say, well, I'm not comfortable with selling it for $97, right? Because we all have to reach those milestones. So that's fine. You don't have to sell it for $97, sell for $47. And when you get comfortable, nobody can tell you what price to sell your products, your services for. You have to be comfortable with that number. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn that too, right? Because remember, the people that are saying that to you, oh, you're, you're underselling yourself. Now, I did say I was going to talk to you after this, and I will still talk to you after this. <laughs> I won't go crazy, I promise you. But it's all about your comfortability. So the person that is saying that, they're in a different space. You remember, like, it's like, if, if this makes sense, I'm just going to use this little analogy. So, you know, you might be, I, I might be in the fifth grade and you're in the second grade. So it's like, you know, the mindset is different from where you at and where they are. So, you know, again, it's about understanding where you are, where you are comfortable, because you honestly, you will undersell yourself. It doesn't matter, right? Because you got to prove yourself. You got to have testimonials. Like people don't know you. So it's like, to some degree, you are going to undersell yourself, but don't stay there too long. That's what I would say. Make three sales, you know, and then you might want to say, listen, I don't need three sales. One sale, I'm good. You know, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, but my, my strategy is I get three sales in that price market and then I'm on to the next one. I'm, I'm <laughs> changing. Yes, the price is changing because, you know, you have, you definitely want the evidence. You want, as they would say, social proof. So yeah. that. Holy crap. You have like packed so much value into this 20 minutes. It is crazy. Uh, Queen Connie, I am so blessed that this happened in the way it happened. Like everything was kind of mixed up. I sent you the wrong link and we ended up here like, you know, on a Wednesday night unexpectedly. But I really believe that like God made this happen exactly when it happened because I needed this message today and my audience needs it. So it's my birthday. Oh, shut up. This is amazing. Oh, great. I love this so much. Well, thank you. Thank you for bringing your wisdom, your story, your energy to, to uh, this community. And I'd love for you to share where my audience can get in touch with you and get connected with all the wonderful things that you were doing. Sure. So uh, we found each other on social media. So of course I'm over on the gram. That's where I kind of give of my knowledge and my wisdom. Um, I also have a sober program. Uh, it is a 90 day 
program. It's more of a VIP. Uh, you do have to apply to be in the program. I also have digital products. So I have two Instagram pages. So you can follow me at ConnieSMcMillan.com underscore or Sobriety Queen Connie. Either one is my digital, the Sobriety Queen Connie is more of digital products. Uh, and the Connie S. McMillan underscore is more of the coaching one-on-one. Uh, -on -one. So, you know, wherever you, get in wherever you fit in. If you, uh, <laughs> Uh, want to buy my book you can do that as well and what's the title of your book the title of my book is alcohol theme to sobriety queen 25 tips putting down the bottle and picking up your crown uh my most recent digital course is overcoming your struggles with uh staying sober consistently or inconsistently so uh you know either one of those uh, are available for purchase beautiful i'm going to link all of that in our show notes thank you so much again for being here and i can't wait to chat after thank this. you so much for listening to today's episode i hope you got a ton of value and are implementing some of the new tools for your biz as we speak go and check out our show notes for all the resources and links from today's episode and if you have a topic or know a guest that would be perfect for this show connect with us on tiktok and instagram at sober biz babe we will see you right here next week